Good morning. How's everybody this morning? Great to see you. This group is always so lively at 11.15. I guess you just got a little more sleep. That's what it is, huh? Right? Good, good. Hey, we're starting a new series this morning called Delivered. And, and as we go into this Christmas season, this Advent season, and our, our prayer is that, that God will deliver you from any of those distractions in your life. I wonder if there's somebody here today and you'd say, Stephen, I've got plenty of distractions. I've got some things going on in me that I just need to be delivered from. And I believe this is going to be a month of deliverance for Four Points Church. You see, our prayer is that God will, will take the, the, the center of your heart and, and he will deliver his mail right there where it needs to be. So that you can hear what he's got to say to you, so that he can speak to you. And so that you can feel his presence. Could you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come again to you in this time of expectation. Father, this time of thanking you for the worship. And Father, we, we have called on to your Holy Spirit, Father. And, and we believe that your spirit is here today, Father God. We believe that you're here to deliver us, Father. To speak to us. To, to show us what you want to do within our life. And Father, as we face those situations and, and those troubles and, and Father, those distractions this morning and these coming days, may you be right in the center, Father God. And I lift up those here today, Father, somebody that walked in here today that, that just needs to hear from you, Father God. They need some comfort, Father. They need to know that you are here. In your holy and powerful name we pray. Amen. I wonder this morning if any of you have ever watched Shark Tank. Have you? Okay. Have any of you ever received something in the mail that was nothing like what you ordered? In other words, your expectation didn't match your experience, right? You know, I, I, I would love to be on Shark Tank. My family and I, we watch that all the time. And I just want to go on there just so I can confront Mark Cuban. You know what I mean? I just want to tell Mr. Wonderful, you're not so wonderful, okay? You know, you, are you there with me this morning? Well, I think about a year ago, I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was, but it's close to that, we saw the sleep styler on Shark Tank. And my beautiful wife said, hey, I like that. I can go to sleep and I can put these curlers in and I can wake up and, you know, and th but this is not an infomercial, Okay. And so I think it was my son that, that said, you know what, I'm going to order mom the sleep styler because I know that's what she'll really like and this will be something that, that she can really use. Well, I probably don't have to explain to you that what she experienced was not what she expected, okay? Number one, she went to bed looking like she could tune in Mars with all these things in her hair. And when she woke up and took them out, they were definitely was all over the place and it was not what she expected, Okay. Some of you've been there, hadn't you? Some of you've got a lot of different things in your life that weren't what you expected. There's some of you here this morning that in, in your younger life and as you were growing up, your church experience was not what you expected, was it? It wasn't what you thought that Christians would be and, and it wasn't the atmosphere that you thought God would be at. Some of you this morning, your Christian life it's just not what you expected it would be. Your experiences aren't matching up with your expectation. We've all been there, hadn't we? 
So how do you, how do you handle life? What happens when our experiences don't match our expectations? What happens when, when our Christian experience is not what we thought it would be or what people said it would be? How do we deal with that? This morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that I think is very applicable for this time of year. And, and a lot of you probably read this passage of Scripture, but we're going to look at that in, in the, the Word this morning. It's Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Will you follow, follow with me? As we read this verse and see if maybe you can identify with a couple characters there. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now, one thing I have to give some ground rules here. No elbowing husbands, okay? Just have to say that before we go on. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Jesus, tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, I think, in a kind way and said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. I'm going to talk to you this morning about how to have a Mary, M-A-R-Y, Christmas in a Martha world. You see, Martha's experience didn't meet her expectation. I think a lot of us this morning can relate to that. In fact, according to what the scripture says there, she was overwhelmed. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been there? Are any of you there right now? We're one day into the Christmas season, okay? All right? And a lot of you have already been to Wally World and had your frustration, hadn't you? I went there for 15 minutes Thursday night just to say I'd been there. It's all I could take, okay? But, but Martha was overwhelmed. In fact, there's a word there that a lot of us can identify this time of year. She was distracted, I imagine some of you are right there this morning. You're distracted by what's going on in your life. And not only was she distract, distracted, distracted, can't say that word this morning, but she was preoccupied with what she had to do. Some of you, you walked in here this morning and you are already preoccupied with what you've got to do in the next few weeks. Your mind's already preoccupied with that Christmas party that you hate going to every year. Your mind's preoccupied with that relative that you just don't want to see, isn't it? Huh? The word there, where distracted, means pulled away from. In other words, it's saying that Martha was pulled away from. Now, my question to you this morning is what pulls you away from Jesus? What pulls you away from experiencing a Christ-like Christmas? What is that thing that continues to distract you? In fact, in the next 24 days, a lot of us are going to experience these two words, aren't we? As we look at this story of Martha and Mary, most of us want to be Mary. But if we're really honest, we identify with Martha, don't we? 
That's who we identify with in this story. That, that's who we can see ourselves as being. Distracted. Preoccupied. Martha had these high expectations. Think about it a minute. Jesus is coming to her house. Everything's going to be perfect. But her expectation didn't meet her experience. Martha pulled away according to the scripture. She's preoccupied. You see, it wasn't just probably Jesus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus in the house. I think it was probably his 12 ragtag disciples and no telling who else. So her house was slammed and she was frustrated. She was distracted. The best way I know how to explain this is, is maybe, let's say this last year, the year before, you went on the dream vacation that you've always just, I mean, you couldn't wait to have that experience. Your expectations were up here. You were just going to relax. You were going to get off by yourself. It was going to be just something that you would never forget. And then you find out in the last few minutes that those in-laws are going that you just did not want to be around. Right? Instead of it being that perfect experience, it was a combination of Jersey Shores and, and a crazy episode of The Office all wrapped up in one thing. And, and your, your experience didn't match your expectation. But maybe some of you here this morning, when we talk about experiences and expectation, you kind of identify in a different scenario. Pastor, I thought my marriage would last. I, did, I didn't expect my child to. I thought this new job would answer all my questions and satisfy all my needs. I thought God would. Fill in that blank. I expected God to. I expected this church. You see, we've all been there, hadn't we? We've all got these distractions in our life and we get preoccupied with things. And if you want to have a Merry Christmas in a Martha world, then I believe we can look in this passage of Scripture and do exactly what Martha did. Here's the first thing I think we need to do. Express your frustration to Jesus. Express your frustration to Jesus. You're frustrated out there this morning, and, and, and there's no telling what it could be about. It doesn't matter what it's about. If you're frustrated this morning, if you're feeling down, if you're anxious, let me tell you something. Let Jesus in on it. It's not like he doesn't know, okay? But, but it's an opportunity. He's saying, let me be involved in your frustration. Did you ever know that, that Jesus wants to be involved in your frustration? I mean, it's not something that's confusing to him. He wants to help you in the midst of your frustration. But, but look what she says here in this passage. Or what, what the passage says. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Wouldn't you love to have been there? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Can I challenge you this morning with something in your frustration? Will you allow God to intervene in that gap? 
Will you allow God to be a part of your struggle? Will you allow God to get into your personal space? Because you see, that's, that's what Martha does right here. Jesus, do you see what Mary's doing? Jesus, make Mary get in here and be miserable with me. That's what she says. Isn't that what we do? God, would you please intervene in my struggle? But God, let me tell you how to do it. God, let me help you and let you know what I really need. Let me tell you what I want you to do. Let me tell you how to handle it, God. Isn't that what we do a lot of times in the midst of our frustration, in the midst of our struggle? You see, when our expectations don't line up with our experiences, we focus on the distractions and miss the presence of Jesus. It's so easy to do that this time of year, isn't it? It's going to be so easy to focus on the wrong thing. And, and we don't want to do that. But there's so much. Will, will you go back to, to Bethany with me just a minute? Because that's, that's where they were from. That's where Martha and Mary and Lazarus lived. And isn't it amazing that 2,000 years ago that this story is so relatable today? That something that happened in this home... And you see, when, when I think about the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, I think they were probably from a middle to an upper class neighborhood. And you say, well, preacher, why do you say that? Well, I don't know about you, but I don't know of any of our ladies here in the church that have a bottle of perfume that is worth a year's wages. So that tells me it was probably a pretty affluent home. And I want you to go to that home with me just a minute. And, and Jesus is there. And Mary is there. And Lazarus and the disciples are sitting on the floor in front of the fire. And all of a sudden, there's this awful noise in the other room. Martha's clanging dishes. She's throwing plates down. And, and she's just making all kind of noise. Because when Martha ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. See? That's where that saying come from, right here. All right, I just want to be sure you knew that. So she goes into the next room where everyone is at. And look at this, guy. She calls out Jesus. Jesus, Mary is supposed to be in here with me. She's not supposed to be in there with them. She's supposed to be in here helping me. She's supposed to be part of what I'm doing, not what you're doing. Now, I want you to understand this. I don't think Martha was so upset because her sister was not in there helping her in the kitchen. I think if you look at Jewish tradition, I think she was upset because she didn't think her sister should be sitting in the floor at the feet of a rabbi because that went against Jewish tradition. You see, Jesus is not just making a statement here. Jesus is making a cultural statement and saying that women have every right to sit at my feet and to learn at the feet of a rabbi just as much as a man. And, and so when she's speaking here in this situation, she was troubled by the fact that Mary was in there at the feet of the rabbi and she was in the kitchen. I think maybe she was wondering what her neighbors would think. What would all the ladies think at the Jewish temple if they heard her sister was sitting at the feet of the rabbi? 
See, she was not focusing on on herself. She was focusing on Mary. You see, if she couldn't be in there, she didn't want Mary to be in there. And she's basically saying, Lord, tell, tell Mary to get out of here and help me. Lord, Mary needs to be in here with me and be part of my dysfunction. Isn't that what we do? When, when there's an area of our life that, that we're dealing with, a, a dysfunctional area in our life, we want to draw somebody else in there with us, don't we? Come share in my dysfunction. And see, also a lot of times it's amazing that when we're going through something in our, our own life, we want to focus on what somebody else is doing and not what we're doing. Jesus, look at Mary. Jesus, look at Mary. Help Mary. So how does Jesus respond to Mary's distraction? Look at this. Martha. Martha. You're so anxious. You're troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Martha, Mary has chosen the good portion. In other words, Martha, Mary has chosen what is needed, the one thing. And I think Jesus is reaching out to her in this situation and he's saying, Martha, come in and join your brother and your sister Mary and come sit at my feet. So really, basically, in a sense, Martha invited Jesus into her anxiety. And look what is happening here. Jesus is inviting her into a relationship. I think a lot of times as, as you study this passage and, and as I have studied it years ago, I, I looked at this as, as a rebuke of Martha. But I think it's anything but that. You see, I think when, when Jesus, as you study scripture, you realize when he says Martha, Martha, and he mentions her name twice, it's a sign of concern. It's a, Martha, are you okay? He's showing her compassion. And I think Jesus is offering to deliver Martha from the distraction, from the frustration that she's facing. And Jesus is giving an invitation for Martha to experience him. Martha, there's just one thing you need. And you see, I think Jesus is saying to her, your value, Martha, is not in what you do for me. It's in what I can do for you. You see, I think Jesus understands her. Can I tell you something this morning? Jesus understands what you're going through. Jesus knows exactly how you feel this morning. Jesus knows what's in the bottom of your heart. In fact, I think Jesus would say to her, and I think he says to me and you, I know how you feel because I created that feeling. I know the emotion that's deep down in you because I created that emotion to draw you to me. I think Jesus would look at her and he would look at me and you and he would say, I am the God of broken expectations. I really believe that's what he wants me and you to see this morning. Jesus is inviting her into a relationship. Jesus was trying to deliver her from the trap of performance-based religion. Some of us grew up in that, didn't we? And, 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 and we saw what it did to us and what it did to others. 
But Jesus is giving an invitation here to, to, to Martha. He's inviting her into a deeper and greater experience. And I think that's exactly what he's doing for you and me today. Now, my question to you is, will you accept his invitation into your frustration? Will you accept his invitation into your frustration? That's right where he wants to be. This next passage of scripture is a passage that I love, and I've probably shared this with you before, but it's, it's just a passage that I think that so speaks into where we are and, and, and what we're dealing with. Look what it says there. It's in the, a message uh, translation here or paraphrase. Are you tired and worn out? <laughs> Can I get a witness? Anybody? Burned out on religion? You been there? Look what Jesus says. Come to me. Get away with me. Experience me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Does anybody here today could just say, I just need to rest? I need to rest from my distraction. I need to rest from what I've been preoccupied. I need to rest from all the pressure at work or at home. Walk with me, Jesus says, and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforgotten rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I believe he says even when your experiences don't match your expectations, come to me. I will be there right in the middle of them. Don't let your Wrong expectations or your past experiences keep you from what God is wanting you to experience. For some of you, because of something that's happened in your past, you, you've got this wall up between you and God. And, and I believe this morning that God wants to break that wall down. You see, Jesus is, is, has an invitation to Martha to sit at his feet. So that he can equip her. So that he can build the relationship. So that he can enable her to be what he created her to be. This distraction that you are facing in your life right now is an invitation for a greater experience. God can't increase what you don't give him. I promise you I've experienced that in my life. God can't multiply, basically, what you don't put in his hand. If you want deliverance this morning, if you want deliverance this Christmas season, then you've got to place it in his hand and let him have it. And don't pick it back up. Make your relationship to Christ a priority this Christmas. If you want to have a merry M-A-R-Y Christmas in the midst of a Martha world, then you have to make your relationship with Jesus Christ into a priority this Christmas. Turn your distraction into devotion. Notice, if you will, if we go back and we reflect back on that scripture and what Jesus said, what did he say? One thing is necessary. One thing is necessary, Martha. And Mary has chosen the good portion. You see what he says there? She chose it. Can I tell you something this morning? It's your choice. 
God won't invade your space unless you invite him in. God won't take up that distraction unless you give it to him. God won't release you from where you are unless you make the choice to let him have it. It will be your choice these next 24 days whether or not you're devoted to Christ. It'll be your choice if you experience God this Christmas. Will you choose to make Jesus a priority this Christmas? It's a choice. We're going to be challenging you this Christmas season to participate with your family in Advent. In a few minutes, Jeannie's going to come up and going to talk about that and show you how you can do that. It's a great opportunity for you and your family. It's a great opportunity for you if you're just a single adult. It's a great opportunity for you to bring somebody in to have this Advent experience with you. And, and so we just want to challenge you to make that choice to spend time with God. I really believe that God wants to deliver you this morning from distraction to devotion. From distraction to devotion with Jesus, but it's going to be your choice. The only way that's going to happen is if you make it a priority in your life. I don't know what your distraction is this morning. I don't know what keeps pulling you away. I don't know what you need to be delivered from. But I can promise you this, Jesus does. Jesus knows exactly how you feel. He knows exactly where you hurt. He knows exactly what you've been through. And I believe that he wants to speak in to your distraction. Jesus wants to step in to your distraction. Express it to Jesus. Accept his invitation. Commit yourself to be devoted to Christ this Christmas. Because I can tell you something, Four Points Church. God is about to do a shift in your life. God is about to do a shift in this church. God is about to do the greatest work in your life, and it's going to be at the center of your distraction. You probably never dreamed that. You probably thought God needed to work somewhere else. But let me tell you something. That's a lot of times where God wants to work is at the center of your distraction. God wants to work right there in that area that's pulling you away from Him. That area where that battle is, that's where God wants to work. In closing this morning, some of you walked in here with a wall. You walked in here with a wall that was built up. But let me tell you something, you can walk out there with a door. Because God is in the business of turning walls into open doors. And I believe this morning that God has an open door for you in the center of that distraction that you can't get over, that you can't get through. God says, I've got an open door. Listen, we've faced some walls here at Four Points Church, but God is opening in some doors and this is gonna be an open door Christmas. But we're going to see people delivered. We're going to see people come to Christ. We're going to see great things happen. Because we're not going to focus on the wall. We're going to focus on the open doors that God gives us. Let me ask you this morning. What kind of distractions are you facing?
Why don't you just to bow your head with me in this morning. We're fixing to close out. The worship team's going to come and lead us in a great song about sitting at the feet of Jesus. I wonder how many of you here today would say, Pastor, I walked in this door distracted and I had this wall in my life and I just need to give that wall to Jesus and I need to let him turn it into an open door. Would you just look at me? Nobody looking around. If that's where you are this morning, just look up at me. Thank me. Let me know that. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Thank you so much. Who else? Thank you, buddy. Who else? Anybody else here? Thank you so much. And then I wonder if there's anybody here today, the wall that you've been facing is the tug of Jesus Christ at your heart. You've tried everything else. And the Holy Spirit of God is trying to draw you into a personal relationship with Him. You've never entered into that personal relationship with Jesus. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to open that door of salvation to you. I wonder, is there anybody here today that would say, Pastor, I need to step into that door this morning. Anybody here? Just look up at me, wave at me, put your hand up. Anybody here this morning? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for our time together. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Father God, that you turn walls into open doors. Thank you, Father God, for working right in the middle of our distraction, Father God. And we give that distraction to you, Father. We release it, Father God, so that we can be delivered from that. Father, we pray for deliverance for Four Points Church. We pray, pray deliverance for individuals. And Father God, may we be devoted to you this Christmas. And Father, teach us how to sit at your feet. In your holy and powerful name we pray. Amen.